0: Real Talk Radio family, what is up? We have another episode for you today, and this one was a fun one. It was a lot of fun for me because it involves my travels to other places. Many of you that follow me know that I love to travel, and I specifically love to travel for music. And at the end of March... I was in Miami for an event called Ultra Music Festival. And this year they held the event in a brand new location. They held the event at historic Virginia Key Beach Park. Now this park is historic for a lot of reasons, but mainly because of its place in the history of black Miami. On Thursday, March 28th, I attended a symposium held by the Virginia Key Beach Park Trust in conjunction with Florida International University. And I was able to catch up with the executive director of Virginia Key Beach Park Trust whose name is Guy Fortune. And while we were on break uh, during the symposium, we were in the foyer and we were talking and he laced me up with all type of history about the park. And I want to share some of that with you. So pay attention, family. We're going to learn about history through music. I want to say thank you to everyone at the virginia key beach park trust and the people that set this up thank you catchy i do appreciate that so pay attention family edm dfw festival family i am here with guy All right, so we're at the symposium and we're talking about activism, the 20th century for uh, black Miami. I believe there's a story with Virginia Key Beach in the park, since everyone is is coming into town for Ultra Music Festival, there's a story that needs to be told. What can you tell us about uh, historic Virginia Key Beach and things that people may not know about the park?
1: Sure. One, we're real excited about the uh, Ultra Music Festival and that group of people coming to the island of Virginia Key. Um, Historic Virginia Key Beach Park, created in 1945, colored only beach, and so for the entire county, that is where people of color had to go in order to recreate on the shore in the ocean. Uh, Miami Beach, Holover Beach, all of these other places all throughout South Florida closed to people of color, and I say that because that was dark complected Hispanics, Caribbean folks. Wasn't just an African American issue.
0: Anyone of color.
1: Anyone of color. And in the, we've all heard the terms of, you know, people of color being light enough to pass as white. And so you had that happening in those days. There was also a Jewish-only beach. A lot of people don't realize that. On South Beach, south of Fifth Street, what's now Government Cut, which is now South Point Park. Hmm. was the Jewish beach. So, the historic black beach though, what was interesting is that though it was in the separate but equal days, typically black facilities were not equal. Um, This, at a certain degree, was. It had the very same mini train carousel that were on white beaches. And that really was something unheard of at the time. And so I just look at that as, one, a testament to those African Americans that did struggle, fight, and get that space set aside. But also what's interesting is that no one lives on the island of Virginia Key. Oh, wow! And so that, in a certain way, was a strength of it. Um, it wasn't a matter of putting, say, the colored folks in someone's neighborhood that might have been a white neighborhood. Um, another item people don't understand the first South Florida black millionaire D.A Dorsey. He initially bought Fisher Island, the wealthiest zip code in America.
0: Fisher Island yes He
1: owned Fisher Island to be the Black Beach. Folks of the time, white people of the time did not like seeing black people at the entrance of Fisher Island of, of Miami. Hmm. Of coming into government cut, of coming into the city, were black people swimming on fishery. And so he lost that property to different pressures, turned it over, and that was before 45. That was before Virginia Key. Hmm, that was actually D.A. Dorsey purchasing it so that black people would have somewhere to go. The historic park, quick history though, opened in 1945, transferred over to the city of Miami in 1979, closed by the city in 1982. It remained closed from 1982 until 2008 when the Virginia Key Beach Park Trust restored it and opened the property. Wow. And it's open to everyone now. I mean, we have well over a hundred thousand guests that come to the property. Um, it's only been rising each year, and the guests who were coming for for the Ultra Festival will only boost that number. Yeah. But um, we see that entire island. And I, and I say we, because there are partners there. A lot of the festival is also being held um, at the Marine Stadium facility. And that's almost like a sister facility to us, because the historic beach park was closed for 26 years before it reopened to day-to-day traffic. Well, the Marine Stadium, and you'll see it there in the background, is, amazing architectural place is now on the National Register. Not just for its architecture, but for some other reasons also, and events that happened there. But it has now been closed for 27 years. It's actually been closed to the public longer than the original Colored Only Beach had been closed. So it's a really interesting scenario how it can take an enormous amount of time to reopen these things to the public, these historic places to the public. Um, So we look forward to to the things we'll be able to do following Ultra Festival. Um, There is a lot of controversy as to the natural environment, but but I will say we've been pleased to see the the course that the ultra-producers have taken in really trying to green the event, to Mm -hmm. make people a little more conscious of the environment and of the cultural history there. And so we'll have a booth at the Sustainability Village and we'll be talking about the Black Beach, what it is, where folks are visiting, And of course, I'm sure you'll have an amazing time because when you cross Rickenbacker Causeway and see the island, I'm sure everyone's going to go, wow, how was this here? Exactly. And no one kind of knew and everything had been downtown. And that's not necessarily that this is the best location for it because we've got a separate mission of culture, history, and environment that we're trying to make sure people are aware of and that our, our local residents and, and visitors get to learn. But I mean, it is an amazing place. We all like to think of it as Miami Central Park. I hope that sticks I like as that. people come and go. Um, they're literally almost the same size as Central Park, 1,000 acres there's research there. We're building a museum on our property. NOAA is there, University of Miami is there. You've got the Seaquarium there, a water park. You have this amazing seafront, waterfront, marine stadium that will open at some point. And so you have these amazing elements, the same way you have those things that you see in New York, in Central Park, where there's, you know, a zoo, and museums and places to eat. We're looking at how we keep moving this area forward so that so you come to Miami and yes you can go to South Beach and Wynwood and other places, but you also go to Virginia Key. And the destination is a Miami, destination. Yes the so whether it's an event you're going to or you're going for that relaxation, which is, has historically been a part of it, so. That is amazing. It's exciting. All right, well guys, I, I, I
0: definitely appreciate that knowledge and letting us know more and giving us insight yes. into Virginia Key Beach. So I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank All you. Right. Family, thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of Trail Talk Radio. And it would mean the world to me if you took a second to follow us on social media. The One City Music Group family can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please follow EDMDFW. Trill Talk Radio, Hip Hop Currency, and our annual music festival, One City Music Festival. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. Peace, love, unity, and respect to you.